2012, it was just kids in warehouses listening to house white people with bindis stuck on their faces. Yeah. I went and to then, Bristol, like, it was very Yeah, sick. oh yeah, <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. Just doing as much MDMA as they possibly could and I was like, hun, I'm not going to any of these nights because they're <laughs> Yeah. And so House was like, yeah, just what? And I was just, I yeah. just can't. I, I remember like trying this. to explain to like the kind of music I wanted to play and I was like, there was this mix that Shawnee B did at Carnival it would have been in like 2012 or something mm. and I was like, this, I want to play this. And he was like, I don't know. Maybe let's start with something simple because it was like Shawnee B is like just like mixing everything together. Yeah, yeah. Because and I was like a long way off that. He was like, you need to learn how to be able to mix two tracks before you can mix like fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I remember when I then when I finished, I was like, okay, so now this is like what I'm playing. And the guy that I learned off, he like just was a DJ in like Leeds and Yorkshire and he was really successful on it yeah. you know he like bought a house off it and stuff so he knew what he was doing okay but like he was like you need to decide what you're, you can't play like this random song than this other random song and I was like I mean I think I can <laughs> I mean I have it's worked out great <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> um hello and welcome to Hot Girls with me Lex on the Decks I am joined today in the studio by Sophie Simone hi S- <laughs> Hi, Sophie. Sophie is a DJ based in London who specialises in rap, R&B and also electronic music, as we were discussing, not single genre. Um, originally from the north of England, Sophie is a classically trained musician who started DJing when she was at uni in Leeds. Um, and since moving to London, Sophie has been playing at parties all over the city and has a regular show on South London's all-female radio station, Foundation FM. As well as talking about some of Sophie's favourite artists and musicians in general, this week we're also going to be discussing what it means to be successful as an artist. Is it money? Is it radio play? Authenticity? And the decisions that you make on your journey. So let's get into it. Ladies, listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls. Of the deck. We in the mix. It's fire. Keep it going. We on fire. From London for the world. Let's go in. Sophie, the first thing I wanted to ask you about was your show on Foundation FM. Mm-hmm. Because you've done episodes that are specifically female rap show, right? Yeah. But is it like you mix up every week or? Yeah, so I have a monthly show on Foundation. And the good thing about Foundation is so Foundation's an all-female radio station that was started in at the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. It's based in Peckham. It's great. So it's fairly new. Yeah, everyone's great. It's just great. It's just, it's and, just um, all good. So if you haven't checked it out, guys, can't Check we? it out because it's great. Yeah. Um, and the good thing about Foundation is that I'm just, like, I have so much freedom. I can just play whatever I want. And yeah, sometimes I do all-female shows mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll do just any just all gender shows. yes whatever yeah. you fancy yeah whatever I fancy all different whatever things. I want to showcase really which artists are you is there any particular artists that you're enjoying at the moment that you're like vibing off yeah actually so um wait let's just get the phone out shall we let's have a little lick at the list I can't my short term memory obviously is my short term memory is terrible and I have seen loads of artists do this when they're on radio shows and stuff. They'll be like, wait, let me just get my Spotify playlist out. And just they'll be like, so let I me know. have a look what just I'm so actually listening to. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, do you know what I've just been listening to on... Re- so 
on repeat, I've just been listening to Heartless by the weekend. Oh, yeah. Literally on repeat. Yeah. Like, I'll walk somewhere for 20 minutes and then we'll only listen to that song. Someone told me that I think Metro Boomin produced that. Yeah, yeah, which is why I love it. <laughs> um, so that, and then also, I've also really liked um, this song by... Is it called? Are they called like glass animals or something? Yeah, they're yeah. I don't know them though. They've got this song with Denzel Curry, and it's just amazing. And I oh wait, it was what I was most recent. Glass oh. animals, right? <laughs> I didn't even really know who they were. My husband was like, "Oh yeah, they're like an electronic indie thing." And okay. I was like, oh, God, I don't really listen. Not to really indie. my vibe. No, not really my vibe. But this song, guys, Tokyo Drifting, with Denzel Curry, it's just such a. Is it? It's so good. I find it so funny because, like, I don't know if you find this, but DJing, people are like, oh, so you must listen to really alternative music and, like, underground music. And I'm like, sometimes, but also I keep listening to Yummy by Justin Bieber. (laughs) Oh, my God, I hate when people ask me for music (laughs) recommendations because I'm just like, just whatever you like. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I really think there's, like, such a lot of music snobbery. And, like, there's such a joy to finding an artist who is not necessarily that that well played and like a lot of obviously what we want to do with the show is celebrate people who maybe haven't been getting the success they deserved or whatever but at the same time some artists are big for a reason yeah and yeah, they do yeah, just yeah. produce yeah, great exactly. music exactly which um brings me on to which women kind of come to mind when you think about artists that you're like they've been successful so I think I mean obviously Cardi B has yeah she's like when Bordak Yellow came out, every I'm telling everybody thought that her album was going to be shit. I mean, did maybe, you like Bordak Yellow? Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, I remember hearing it and thinking like, um, I thought her voice was really distinctive. Yeah, and I was like really interested in her. Yeah. Didn't know anything about because obviously being in the UK. Um, love yeah, and I didn't know that she was. Really I don't watch Love and Hip Hop, so I didn't know. Yeah, me and I have a friend who is obsessed with reality television. Okay. Like, she's unbelievable. She ha- she's, like, you know, subscribed to Hey You. Okay, okay, yeah, And yeah. she just... Look, That's she such knows, a good definition. She watches every single Real Housewives. So she, like, knew who Cardi B was off that, and I didn't, I didn't know who she was. But, like, she's, she's so meme and, like, she's just smashed it. She's almost, like, second gen. I, I guess, like, the Kardashians were, like, this kind of group of people who managed to make massive success and change people's perceptions of what you could be as a reality star. Yeah. And now Kylie B's kind of like gone way further because yeah. while I, I genuinely think they've done amazing things like in terms of entrepreneurship, but what she's done is become a very credible artist off the back of a reality TV show. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like I, it's hard to think of someone else who's yeah. able to do that. Like particularly if you look at like a Love Island stars, they're not even tr- like they're not really trying to do that. They're just yeah. like trying to be personalities. Whereas she's selling singles as an yeah. artist. I like her album because you can hear like what she's tried to do. Because before before that, she had mixtapes and basically like every song was the same and she yeah. like rapped the same on every single one and stuff. And you can tell that on her album, like she really tried to like do different songs and have like a slow like slower nice. Mm. songs with like Cardi with um, Kalani and SZA and stuff on and then you know have Latin songs and then have like trap songs and um, you can like hear that she's like put a lot of effort into it and tried to get better and like 
she's been genuine with that and I like I like that yeah she's like very hungry for yeah. mainstream success yeah. and has kind of like created music that ticks yeah. all of the boxes so she's smashed for it for sure I really liked um, you know the song Bickenhead yeah <laughs> I got really into that really late <laughs> I was like I've missed this <laughs> um, but then I also like Megan Thee Stallion yeah and I liked when her so I listened to her when her tip Tina Snow came out mm-hmm fantastic mm. just loved it yeah I actually I like that better than Fever probably controversial but I liked that better yeah but I think Fever's obviously great yeah but the f- I feel like she's going from strength to strength as well I think this will be a really big year for her because I feel like last year was when she became super famous yeah yeah Definitely, in my mind anyway, that was like my perception of her career. And she's good because she also, again, she knows what she's good at and that's what she's doing. And so like her mum was a rapper. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so her mum was a rapper as well. And so she like learned a lot from her mum. And I think her mum like passed away now. But so she like, you know, she raps like properly that was inverted comments in the traditional sense <laughs> yeah the people who can't see doing yeah. the air quotes um before i start getting dissed for being like oh, you can't say it's not properly but I, you know what i mean yeah um which you know not a lot of people like not all artists do that now it's not like 15 years ago where in hip-hop you have to like be good at rapping technically really good yeah, at yeah, it. yeah whereas now that's not really the emphasis yeah but you- she's still that's her emphasis yeah and she knows that that's what she does and she's really good at it. And I think that's... And people... You don't get artists, new artists like that as much anymore. I think that's, I think that's really why true. she's, like, smashing it. And then another artist... So she's from Houston. And another artist from Houston that I love... Oh, my God. <laughs> One of my favourite albums of the year was Max or Cream. Have you heard of him? Don't know. Love him. Oh, my Don't God. Know. Love Max him. Cream. I've loved him for a long time. When did... And when did he first come on your radar? Maybe like 2016. I thought you were going to say six then. I was <laughs> like, wow, okay. No, no, not 2006. It's, he's ready for his time. His yeah. time is now. <laughs> he's like 40. No, he's not. 14 years grinding. Um, yeah, so he's also good. And he's similar in that he is a really technically good rapper from the same place. They have a song together. Okay, I will check yeah. it out. I, I think you're right. It's, it's quite a difficult place to be when you're quite like someone like Cardi you'd say is more more of an entertainer than like mm. trying to be mm. an amazing MC like a MC light or like maybe like yeah, one yeah. of the people that you would kind of throw back to but yeah Meg the Stallion kind of she can do both yeah she's like double-edged do you think it matters whether because Cardi gets a lot of stick for not writing her own material and just yeah. kind of jumping on like, as an artist, do you think it would bother you not writing your own stuff? Or do you think you'd just be like, well, whatever, this song, I'm selling? I mean, I think, I don't really, I, personally, no. And what, personally, I don't think that you have to write all your own things. I think obviously traditionally in hip hop, it's a bit of a different thing. But I think, especially, this happens every time a Beyonce album comes out. And you mm. always get some people being like, well, she hasn't even written any of her own songs. And I'm like, please shut the fuck up. It's like <laughs> Beyonce. And like, she, she, you know, she'll write a little bit of some of them, yeah. which is fine. She's bringing something else to it. It's not like just a normal, like loads of people can sing. Yeah. It's not about just being able to sing. You have to be like, 
there's so much more to it and that's what she brings to it. She doesn't have to bloody write and produce the whole thing as well. Yeah. I think in hip-hop, people are like way harsher on artists because they're like, it's about your journey and it's about your struggle and that's what the music's yeah, supposed yeah. to be about. And if you haven't written it, then you're not J. Cole and they like just like discredit you or whatever. Yeah. But I kind of agree that like the creative process to get to the end goal that people enjoy as people listening to music is so many different things that go into that that like you don't necessarily I don't think it makes someone less valid as an entertainer yeah. if they didn't necessarily write I mean it. and it just depends who you are as an artist as well really it depends what you're trying to say because if you are literally telling everyone that you wrote it all and then you haven't then yeah probably don't tell everyone that you did write it all yeah but don't pretend not, but and I mean there's lo- there's loads of stuff in music that's not true like Rick Ross not <laughs> So he, he was I'm, like try, I'm trying warden. to think what his like ad lib. He's is. like a pr- oh. yeah, he's a prison warden. He's not selling cocaine. Like he's not. <laughs> was he but, a prison warden? Yeah, he was a prison warden. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Mate, that better be true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll check it. I'll no, fact check. It used to be so bad. Like, oh my god, Rick Ross used to be a cop, and he wasn't a cop. Rich, forever. he was a prison warden. Wait, I'm actually googling it. We're going to Google. We're going to check this. Check this live. Just so, so that I'll if have to it's go back wrong, and fact check it. We can yes, it, there's an article on MTV News from March the 12th, 2009. Rick Ross finally admits prison guard passed. There we are. <laughs> I love how that's the thing that he's finally got to admit. Like, yeah. And it's fine. And now he's still an artist. It doesn't, he's still, still making music. He's still making music. So it's fine. Yeah. I know what you mean. Because obviously, like some people, they'll write rap, like raps and songs for each other as well. And yeah. I think that's quite nice because sometimes you're like, I, you might tell your story, but actually it might not really sound right coming from you as a musician, even if it comes. I heard like Tiwa Savage talking about um, writing for other artists and mm-hmm. and th- feeling very attached to the song, like it was hers, and then hearing the artist perform it and being like, oh, actually, they kind of brought something new because yeah. it's still a human experience and they're still telling it, but they're doing something different with it and maybe it's more commercially viable what they've yeah. done with it and it's still like a bit of my song. You know yeah. What I mean? And I think, I mean, I guess it depends who, if you, the person that writes it, whether they write it originally just for themselves and then and then another artist ends up having it or whether they're purposely writing for someone else because I know when I've spoken to people that have put, like producers that have produced made their own album and then produced for other people. Mm. So like Rags Original, um, who's an artist from London, his album's great and like very unique and um, it's such a good album. Um, And he produced Shut Down by Skepta, Mm -hmm. which is like completely different. And he said like if he's producing something for Skepta, he's knows he's like has a completely different thought process than when he's like making his own songs. Mm -hmm. So I guess... Yeah, well, like Ed Sheeran wrote "Shape of You" for Rihanna, Rihanna, didn't he? Yeah, Rihanna was like, "Nah, mate, <laughs> I'm fine." So I looked up because I re- do my research. Who the richest uh, female rappers are? Would you like to know? Do you want to hazard a guess? Number one is not hard. Um, oh no, she- I'm scared. Is well, it like Nicki Minaj? It's Nicki Minaj. Oh, okay, yeah, thank <laughs> and she is, by the way, like way above pretty much everyone else. Is she? But I think she, if you think, she's had like commercials. She's been in the charts like consistently. I mean, for she's such a long time. Yeah, I remember be, it being like 2009 <laughs> and like listening to Roman Reload. Yeah. Or something. When I was doing my chemistry 
A-level coursework where I had to like do some bloody titrations for like four hours and I was just listening to Nicki Minaj <laughs> and other people were like please can you turn that down I can hear it in your headphones <laughs> I remember listening to um, she had that song with Eminem Roman's yeah, Revenge not, yeah that <laughs> one <laughs> I love yeah, that yeah. Track. there's like 15 different characters and it's like Roman yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so she's number one Okay, there's different rich lists, but there's like there's, there's some that are pretty consistent. Right. So she's number one. Queen Latifah is apparently number two. Um, I don't know how much of that is her, from her music, though. I feel All like of it's her, more of it yeah. is from her Because like 50 acting. Cent's like super rich, but a lot of that's from his like business. Yeah. Well, Rihanna is the richest female musician, but that's because of Fenty more than... Oh, yeah. Like, I think because of her music, but I imagine Taylor Swift would have been probably up there as well, but then she doesn't have that deal with LVMH. No. Number three, Missy Elliott. Mm. Figures, I guess. Yeah. The ones that surprise me that are in all the top tens I can find, Salt and Pepper. All three of them. I guess. Are just, in the top ten. They just had, like, the biggest banger ever. That's yeah. still a banger. It is still a banger, but I still also, was like... Also, 30 years ago or something, so... No, long more than 30 years ago. I just was like, I didn't think... I didn't know they had the lasting lasting power that they do, but obviously they do. Lil Kim's in there. Eve is in there. Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea? Yeah. How's she rich? <laughs> She's really I rich. I mean, I know Fancy was a big song. Fancy, work... Um I can't think of any Iggy Azalea songs right now, but she's had a lot She's had a lot of top ten Has hits. she? Like her song with Tiger. I don't um, know. I don't listen to She's so controversial. She gets so much hate. She's very controversial. Um... She does say some mad stuff though, so she's a bit of like. I think she's a bit of a lost. She's a bit. She's a bit of an island, isn't she? Because well, she do kind f- of doesn't really. I actually quite like her music, and I, I'll get a lot of hate for that. But I find some of it no, quite fine. fun. It's fine. Um, it's what okay. do you think you about like the fact it? that she has is Australian, but does an American accent her when she appropriation raps. thing? What do you think about that? I think um, I can see why some people find it quite embarrassing and like just cringe and inauthentic yeah but I can see how she probably just started rapping and that voice came out I feel like she's probably just listened and she moved to Miami when she was like 16 yeah so I think she started making music in surrounded by American people yeah I I can't, I personally would feel very uncomfortable if I suddenly started singing or rapping and my intonation was like really heavily accented yeah, yeah. um but I don't imagine it came from a place of I'm going to try and copy. I imagine she just started rapping and singing, and that's what came out a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. But I can I can see how people would literally be like, oh come on. But I, wa- I wonder what she would sound like. If she was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be Australian now. I want to like do my voice on a track. Is there any Australian rapper? I don't, I don't know think any. That's I mean, the there must be not... some that rap in an Australian voice. Or maybe from her point, it was a very maybe it was a very deliberate move to be able to be big in American charts because maybe she was like I need to sound that way to succeed yeah um but yes she's done very well in terms of chart dominance got more facts for you okay good. you're welcome I like these facts. fun facts <laughs> fun facts um chart dominance I found like when I was looking up uh the success of artists really surprised me because the artist who I think of is really successful like Steph London whose highest performing single in the UK was only at number seven Really? That's Which really, so, uh, really surprised me because I, oh, she's someone who I would think of from a UK point of view as being very successful and she's worked with everyone. So I was just surprised that she hadn't had that chart, like that peak, you Is know? She, yeah, because she's like got songs with Lil Baby and stuff. Yeah. 
And she's worked with Future, DJ Khaled. Yeah. Like, she's... And Her record deal was a million pounds. Yeah. She went interesting I, for these days. When she first came out, she already looked like a star to me. Mm. Like, I remember seeing her on... Um, when she did London with Jeremiah, that was, like, one of her early kind of mainstream songs like before I think that came out or maybe it came out the, around the same time as Real Tone but like I remember just thinking that she was basically cut and ready to go you yeah. know like she wasn't one of those artists that there are artists who come out and you really see them evolve and you feel like they have such a long way to go but it's quite a nice watching their progression Yeah, even like I would say even like Miss Banks I feel like she's quite a different she's like flour- she's flourishing and yeah. you can kind of see it. But Steph London, I feel like she was like decisive and ready and she looked like a star and she was ready to go yeah. from like, she knew, early days. She knew what she wanted to like, yeah. do, didn't she? Yeah, you could see that she was hungry and she was going to go over and she's obviously like just very deliberate and yeah. and um, active in that. Okay, chart dominance. So Lizzo um, was the sixth female rapper to hit number one in the US what, Hot 100. Really? The sixth. Um the other people are Lauren Hill, Lil Kim, Nicki Minaj, Cardi, and Iggy Azalea with Fancy. Just didn't know Iggy Azalea was so good, like so big. Another thing I found out from my research that um, Bosey didn't chart in the US. I mean, is it I'm weird? Not surprised. Are you not surprised? I'm I know, surprised. It's such a UK song. <laughs> it is a UK song. It's such a like. I mean, I don't even know if. It's gonna. It's that big of a song outside of London. Is it not? No, it's not. But I feel like it was. Do you like think the people in Bristol the... are like banging bossy? Yeah. Do, do you yeah. think? That's why they won't let me play in Bristol. Because <laughs> I'm like, you're gonna love this one. Crowd gets quiet. <laughs> They're like, should we go outside for a bit? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. We'll go a cigarette break. Um, but it's got Idris Elba. They love Idris Elba. Don't they? They love Idris Elba's music. As a rapper. <laughs> do they? I don't know. Okay, this is the fa- This is my favourite thing that I found out. There's only one UK rapper to get number one in the US. Right. I, do, I don't think you... I, I don't think it's someone it. who jumped to. Tyro Cruz? What? <laughs> I don't what know song? if he counts what as a rapper. Um, also, yeah, Tyro Cruz is not a rapper. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, what was this article? Was this Break song? Your Heart? Was that, is that oh, yeah, yeah. Like I think it had Ludacris in it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, not a rapper, so there we are. Not a rapper, but featured Ludacris, so yeah, that, that, um, who's the only person? Which is, I think it's about time, isn't it, really? It feels, that feels really, like, mental to me that it, I, it today, where hip hop is basically pop, it's not even really. Yeah, yeah. And the Americans love it as well. We have so much great hip hop in the UK. I don't know why it hasn't really. Um, it's interesting. Cemented itself over there. Interesting because it's like Skepta and gigs and stuff are like proper edgy music. Like Shutdown is an edgy, super edgy song. In, oh, well, like used to, I mean, it might not be now, but like around the time that it was, you know, just an absolute banger here and like was played all, like it was every fourth play on the radio. It was like, you know, like an. an hipster cool song mm-hmm. in America and I remember when I went to Canada I was in this club in Toronto and it was like you know like a cool club where like the weekend had his <laughs> so like so if you just want you to know she goes to cool clubs yeah <laughs> it was great I'm, I'm extremely cool just in case you weren't already sure and it but you know what I mean and then they played and they played shut down and I was like right and then they played like some 
just like album track from gigs. Okay. I think they played like sexy. Okay. Or something. And it was just like so so weird that they were just playing this like album track by gigs <laughs> in this like club in Canada. And you could tell that like no one knew what it was, but they knew that they were supposed to like it. I feel like the DJ had 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 been had been heard, had heard that like gigs was, was cool, yeah, yeah, like gigs like, was uh, good. Didn't know any gig songs and probably just went into like a record pool or whatever and was like gigs. Yeah. <laughs> just downloaded what was yeah, there and yeah. was like, the people are gonna love this, it's gigs, he's big. Yeah, it's he is interesting. Because if you play um I like to, I like when with DJing, like seeing which songs I mean which songs are bangers and then like start to fall off and stop getting any reaction. Yeah. So like I don't know what about what you think, but now Bordak Yellow does not get. No one cares about that now. I had to, it, I think it was too much of a moment. No, but it lasted a long time. Like because I, it still used to go off up until maybe earlier this year. No, mm-hmm. uh, maybe like nine months ago. It still used to go off and people loved it. And then you play it then. now, but now life. you can't play it. No one likes it. Maybe give it like two more years and then people will start being like, oh, so, yeah, And then it will become it. like yeah, a yeah. throwback. Yeah, but Lockdown, still, yeah. banger. You yeah. can't go wrong. Same with um, Did You See. I'm always yeah. like, I play it. I'm like, are you not sick of this song yet, guys? And they're, they're like, no, we're not. Did we you love s- it. Jay has said he's not touring anymore. I Isn't saw that? the other day. Don't know if he's going to stick to that. I think that might be one of those like artist moments where they're like, I'm done, I'm back, you know? Yeah. I Someone said to me the other day about another example of that, um, but definitely without the longevity of um, Bodak Yellow, was Panda. Do you remember oh, Panda? Oh, yeah, I wonder what had, I haven't Panda. played. I was Panda. actually thinking about Panda. So I was thinking about Designer. This must be like just two days about ago. No, I was. I was thinking about him because... He had like you know he oh my god he had such a big song, and actually was quite a very distinctive artist with his performances and his facial expressions and stuff you know very distinctive. Well, Kanye, I think Kanye was like really backing him, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean he like made him made Panda a massive hit. Yeah, but then Panda was a massive hit in its own right anyway, and then he just no just I mean I still liked I liked designer songs that came out after but he just I don't know what happened to designer I only remember one of his songs that came out after and I remember it it was kind of like a wor- it from my interpretation it was like a worse version of Panda but oh, I can't remember one what about like Timmy Turner Timmy Turner that was it that was it yeah and then no but then he had a song with Muramasa that I really liked oh, okay I think it was off Muramasa's album yeah it was called All Around the World. Love that song. Oh, yeah, I do remember that song. That, was that is great. a good song. Yeah. And then he had another song out, maybe like, oh, I don't know when it was, maybe last year or the year before, called LA to New York. I like that song. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know what happened to the designer. Just, uh, well, I hope he keeps making, if you're listening, I, th- I hope he keeps making music because I feel like sometimes an artist can have like that bright, like sparky moment. But yeah. then if they keep going with their music, they might kind of slowly build in the way that... To become, like, an actual fully... Yeah, a fully fledged Because like, it's, it's better, really, if your career, like, grows slowly. It's almost too much, too much, I think, if you get thrust yeah. into too much attention too quickly and then you don't really have a back catalogue or you haven't really established yourself as an artist creatively. Yeah. Maybe designer will be that person. Designer just... So, you know, the beat for Panda. Yeah. Do you know that he, like, just bought it off some producer from Sheffield for, like, 200 quid? No. Yeah. 
So maybe just I hope, bad times for that lad from Sheffield. <laughs> Bloody hell. I hope for his sake. Imagine if you were like, I made that beat and now you're it's like on a tiny to the radio album and I got paid 200 quid for it. I hope that he's a hit machine and that he can just like... Reel them out. Reel those beats out and he's like, eh, whatever. Designer just needs to now find another... Um, another... Two hundred pound beat, yeah, from Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah, he just needs to keep digging in the undergrounds of SoundCloud, and his success will will continue no end. I hate SoundCloud. I hate, I hate doing that shit. Oh, I just can't be arsed finding things on SoundCloud. I just don't have time. I know she's too busy. I do like it. Some no, no, I don't. I, <laughs> I, I, I get the same. What happens with SoundCloud is the reason why I hate bookshops. I hate bookshops, right, because I go in and I'm like, I'm never going to read all of these books. And that overwhelms me yeah. and makes me stressed. And the same thing with SoundCloud. Yeah. I also find the discovery on it quite hard, to be honest, as well. I think you're right, because it's not really clearly organised and no. it's quite random. I think that in general with music discovery, though, how do you start to like make it easier for people to discover new artists or a broader range of artists? Because music discovery is such a difficult like complex process isn't yeah. it like I wouldn't I would say it's prob- probably probably because of Spotify and streaming it's got better in terms of your ability like there's probably a broader range of artists being listened to because it's not just relying on radio stations now yeah but and also not relying on you having to go out and physically buy a CD yeah like you can just listen to anything for free yeah and you can just kind of shuffle and random things will just yeah. come in and get played and to you playlists and yeah all that I was listening to a uh, American podcast talking about like female rappers and who they were rating the other day, and when they concluded like the the artists that they were really interested in that they thought were interesting, the two that they mentioned were Miss Banks and um, Little Sims. Yeah, and I was like, oh, shout out like to the UK women. And yeah. I was like, maybe female artists will have more traction in the US than some of the male artists have done. Yeah. Because I feel like Skepta and Giggs, like Stormzy is kind of like going over there at the moment, but they've had the like thumbs up from American artists, yeah, like Drake, yeah, but haven't really had the love from the public. No, it maybe it's Miss Banks. Maybe, maybe she's the one who's gonna. Or maybe Little Sims. Or maybe Little Sims. I like Little Sims. I like Little Sims as well. Also because she, like, back to kind of the point about success. She has been quite unlucky, I think, when it comes to success. But she just kind of has kept going. And now, yeah. like since Top Boy, she's starting to have... Probably as an artist, her process hasn't really changed because she's like she's on like her fourth album or something. I'm going to fact check that because that might be wrong. Um, but she's just like continually kept making music. Yeah. And then now there's sort of a spotlight on her. But she hasn't really relied on necessarily getting commercial success no. I don't think to like keep going where I think a lot of people a lot of artists would be like oh if they didn't get commercial success in the first two years then I'm sack it off, off. yeah yeah because yeah, I think the music industry can be a bit more fickle than like if you were a painter you wouldn't be like no one's buying my painting so I'm gonna stop painting yeah depends I suppose it depends why you're doing it really and if you need fame and like people to yeah yeah Little, I remember I saw little, little Sims like performed in Leeds in like 2017 or 16 something. She was so good. And then here yeah. she is now and her album's really good. She's on Top Boy. But I think around around then when I saw her, like 2017 or something, like Kendrick Lamar 
talked about her in like interviews and stuff and said oh, how really? great she was. Yeah. But then she's not like a big star off that. Yeah. So people in America have like rated her. Yeah. But, but she's she still. She, she did a song with um, Kalani a few years ago as well. I guess Kalani at that point was still not. Because I think she's like superstar now, I would say. Oh, I loved Kalani's album, Sweet Sexy Savage. Mm-hmm. Oh, loved it. Whenever Love. that was out, 2016 probably. Oh, on repeat. Right. <laughs> yeah, used to. I remember like being on the bus, <laughs> looking out the window, being a sweet, sexy Listening savage. That, yeah, and it's like raining outside and it's four degrees. <laughs> yeah, and you like need it to get you through. I am gonna do a shout out, an artist shout out of someone I think people should listen to, and then if there's anyone we haven't covered, yeah, jump in and shout out. So the artist I'm gonna shout out is um, Malibu Mitch. Oh, yeah. Bitch. Apparently she hasn't been able to make music for the past year for some reason. I think she might be tr- been stuck in one of those, one of them record deals. But, yeah, pesky. But she is, so for anyone who hasn't heard of her, she is from the Bronx. She has been in, she's had two, like, major record deals, but nothing's really come out of them. And then her music actually started coming out when she did it solo. Yeah, Give Us Some Money is her most popular song to date, which is a few years ago now. Um, but she's touring North America this year so I think I think she'll start to become a lot more successful she's got a kind of similar I like her voice it's kind of husky but she's definitely got like the entertainer aspect of like a Cardi B or a Megan mm. Stallion I think she's probably more that kind of thing than like an like a, a real songwriter authentic artist but she's yeah. fun and I think she's good great so that's my shout out is there anyone you want to holler out yeah I would like to shout out Baby Mother Oh yeah, heard of her. yeah. She's got four children. Has she? Two sets well, of she is twins. A, she is a baby mother. <laughs> Two sets of twins. Oh my gosh! Could you be asked? I couldn't. No. Do you know what I would if I was? I think the studio would be my like escape if that were. If Mate, that were me, fact, you know, you think you don't have time to do anything, and then you're like, this woman literally has four children. That's what I I always think with my time, my schedule. I don't have children right now, so I can do anything. Yeah. So, yeah, if anyone's sat at home thinking, I don't have time, if you don't have children, you have time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because when you have children, that's when you have no time. That's when you will not have time for anything. That's when time is over. Ever again. Yeah, uh, I really like Danny Lee. I like Danny I Lee like, as well. Um, Tia- I like now that Tierra Wax doing long songs now. You know, not, not long, like the last three minutes rather than one minute. Yeah. I like the one I minute think Tierra thing, Wax but, um, special. I like the one minute thing, but can't play that. Now. But it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not very. It's not good for DJ. It's not so good. It's good for watching or like focusing in on more yeah. than it is for DJ. You're like, I work quick. Baby mother, by the way, is about B B Y M U T H A. For anyone who wants to check her out. Sophie, thanks so much for joining, joining the show. Thank you for having me. Um, if you enjoyed this week please rate view subscribe and also we have a playlist on spotify which you can find it's called hot girls obviously to keep it simple um so if you where can people find you um on instagram it's my um instagram name is it's sophie simone just how you would expect to spell it <laughs> i'm not on anything else i have a facebook but i need to delete my Facebook. you're on soundcloud you're on oh SoundCloud? yeah i'm on soundcloud She's on soundcloud and mixcloud um 
Yeah, that's yeah. it. I don't have Twitter. I just don't care what any. I just don't care about the Witterings. No, I, I never. <laughs> I remember when it started. I was like, well, I don't care what about other people's opinions, and like, why would they yeah. care about my opinions? <laughs> um, thanks very much for listening. Have a great week. Bye.